sometimes we don't see things really working or the way we plan things out either in our mind in our hearts we usually don't see usually things are not really working the way and we wonder and ask ourselves a lot of questions why isn't certain thing why why aren't some certain things working the way we should expect them or our expectation and I find myself asking those questions mm-hmm. and you know you pray you ask God for certain things and certain things that you believe that you know you're going to receive certain things and they have not come to pass and you ask why 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 and when I ask those my, when I ask those questions the conclusion by the grace of God I have come to is that it's because there is a disconnection between us or between the individual and God and once we can find that connection then at any and every given time we will always be on point amen, amen. so in my work my, my, my work with God that is the quest right now that I am in that God what is the disconnect between you and I yes I believe Jesus Christ died for me. I believe he rose again. I believe salvation. I believe whenever he calls me home or when he chooses to come, I uh, will make it to heaven. I believe that. But yet, the earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof. He's giving us everything to enjoy. He's made us kings and priests. But yet, why aren't certain things really adding up? I'm not just talking just for the Christian, but in general terms, some things you win, some things you lose. In some cases, you lose more and gain few. What is happening? God, where is that disconnection between? And that is the quest. And I encourage us, uh, those in Bible says, please turn our Bibles too as our main text. To John chapter 5, and the book of John chapter 5, um, verse 19 to 21. This, uh, I'll be interchanging between New King James Version and, and um, the New Living Translation. John chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. The word of God reads, it says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, so the Son gives life to whom he will. And the Holy Spirit brought this to my, uh, to my attention that the disconnection is, if you look at what Jesus Christ himself said, as we say, uh, the triune God, uh, Jesus Christ is God himself as well, saying that, uh, he's telling us that he can do nothing of himself, that if we were to put ourselves in the shoes of Jesus Christ and appreciate that we ourselves can do nothing of ourselves, but what we do is what we see our Father does. So, what is the disconnect is, 
if we don't see the Father do this, then we are not supposed to be doing certain things. Amen? And so that's what Jesus is saying. And if Jesus is telling us, according to John chapter 10, that he is the way, he is the truth, and is the life, and we are saying, Jesus, we are following your ways, then ends, we are supposed to follow every single step of Jesus Christ. Because what Jesus Christ says, greater works than these that we will do because it's going to be with what? The Father. So if we're going to do greater works than these, it simply means that it starts with following the full step of Jesus, and because it's going to be with the Father, greater works we will do. And he says that uh, the Father loves us, loves the Son, and we know that God, we are joint heirs with Christ. God loves you and I. And he has told us as well, greater works we will do. But when we look at ourselves and look at the realities of life, just to look at the man, man's frailty as well, is for us, if we look at Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ could boast and could say all this thing because but he had an intimacy with God at all times that he could see. It takes intimacy to see what the Father is seeing and to say what the Father is saying. You have a wife, you have a spouse. It takes intimacy to know how your spouse thinks, what she likes, the kind of flower she likes, the kind of restaurant she likes, the kind of holiday she loves to go to. It takes intimacy knowing that person. And that is what God is inviting us to. That intimacy is the disconnect because so many times we just want to go on and live our lives and just uh, have that, uh, how would I put it, uh, that free spirit. You know, and when we've done all, now come and say, okay, God, I'm ready for you. But if we were to change it around, because for me, I'm in this quest that God, whatever it takes, I must find that disconnect. Because I am tired of certain things, on the way things are. I am not satisfied. I am not happy. And that's the reality. Because I am always thinking about it. So that by the grace of God, so that somehow the, the, the name of God will be seen and manifest in our times. Amen? Amen? Amen. If you look at it, uh, I, when I did the research, I'm sure some of us know Sir James Dyson. Sir James Dyson is the guy that created the Dyson vacuum cleaner. According to Wiki, he said that he did... Basically, he spent 15 years, amen, 15 years creating 5,126 versions of Dyson mm -hmm. before he finally got one to work. After 15 years. And I look, I say, God, there's a disconnect. I don't want to spend 15 years putting so much resources. Spending, creating something over five, do you know what it takes to say you spend, you create, you create 5,000, takes you over 5,000 creation of a product to finally find the one, the one that worked for 15 years. And I'm like, but God, at an instant, if I am, if, if there's not this connect with you, I won't be trying, it won't be trial by error, that even though I believe that it will work, Amen. And that's what the man believed. It 
kept on on it. But in my ears, if I have this connection with you, God, this divine intimacy, I'm sure you'll be able to give me the blueprint on how it works. Because I have the material, it's the blueprint that you need, the knowledge. Because the Bible says also that, the, the, the Bible says in, in Deuteronomy, I can't remember the exact verse, it says that the secret things uh, belong to God, but those, who are re- those things that are revealed to us belong to we and our children's generations and generations. Who reveals these things to us? It's not man, but by divine inspiration, it takes intimacy. When God says he will give you the secret, the hidden treasures in dark places, it takes divine intimacy to receive this uh, hidden treasure, to receive this mind. Amen. Amen. And that is the quest that I am in, and I encourage us to be in this quest. Because most times, we, it's just natural that the flesh just wants to do what the flesh wants to do. That's why I believe God has given us the grace. Uh, now it does make sense when Apostle Paul said the things that he used to do are the things that he's not doing. Amen. If you look at someone like Ezekiah in the book of 2 Kings chapter 21, uh, chapter 21, uh, on our own time, 2 Kings chapter 21 to chapter 22, uh, Ezekiah had a divine intimacy with God. And because by virtue of that divine intimacy, God told him to put his house in order, that he's coming to be with the Lord. And by reason of that divine intimacy, he sought the Lord's faith. God, you've promised that man will live on earth at least 70 years, that I am only 55 years old. At least let me have, let me give, cut, give me the courtesy. I've served you well. And God then added 15 years to Ezekiah, taking him to 70. But the scripture says, in the early part of chapter, in chapter 22, the early verses, verse 1 2, talked about in that 15 years that Ezekiah lived extra, that was when he gave birth to who? Uh, Manasseh, that became one of the most wicked kings that God even said concerning the man that even the kingdoms that were here before Judah, the man did so much evil and caused Israel to sin. If that's what the scripture says. So I'm looking at when Jesus is saying that I only do what I see the Father do, see the Father do, I only speak what I see the Father speak, that is where God wants us to be with him. When we can say, God, not my will, but what yours be done. What we can say in, 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 in the book of John chapter 3, verse 30, when he says, uh, that he must increase and I must decrease. But for you to get there, you must, it, it must be something that you desire. Because I don't want to do, I mean, my wife has done few businesses, and I can tell you the heartache when at the end of some years, it hasn't turned out the way she wants it to turn out. But yet, she believed that God is. And I believe that, God has. And we don't want to do any more trial by error. And keep trying. Because that's what the world encouraged. Never give up. And there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. That works too. But there is a better way. And that better way is what I am seeking and pursuing. And by God's grace, 
I will get there. And by God's grace, you too will get there in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because when I looked at David, King David, as we know, we can look at the successes, the success that he had in the scriptures, that at least on seven accounts, he besought the Lord. Amen. And the Lord gave him direction on what to do. Am I going to, God, should I go after the, the Philistines? The, the, uh, you know, and God says, go, I will surely give them to you. seven accounts. And these accounts are documented in 1 Samuel, if you want to go through it yourself, in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 2, and in 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 4, and in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, and verse 8 is what I like, the one about Zikla, when after they came back, and his families, everybody were taken. I mean, the, the enemy came to raid the, the place. And it, it, even though he was low in spirit, yet he encouraged himself on the Lord. And in all that, he inquired. Because David never failed one battle. Why? Because every step that he took, the major step that he took, he sought, he came with a divine intimacy with God, received instruction, and he did. Hence, he never had to run, turn his back against his enemies. Amen? Even when there was famine in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1, even when there was famine in the land, because God knows, David knew that this is not the plan for God for my life. He went and inquired, and God said, yes, it's because of the sin of Saul in 2 Samuel chapter 21. And David went to the Gibeonites. What do you want me to do? Amen? And the Gibeonites said, I want you to give me the, uh, at least, I don't know if it was about seven children of, the, of, of Saul. And David had to, for the, for the famine to cease. But what I'm trying to say is that you can, sometimes in the church, you know, people are going through certain trials and certain, uh, certain uh, challenges. And you're not praying the right prayer to inquire of God. Why? But rather you're saying, God, bring me out of this. God, you must do this. God, you must reverse this. God, you must do this. Whereas there is sin. Whereas there's something, you know, information that you need to get you out of the mess. But David did because of a divine intimacy. And that is what God is encouraging us to. To that disconnect is the Holy Spirit that we don't convict all the time. Amen. Even when I read the scripture, I was like, wow, God. Even when David wanted to build God a house. And sometimes, I, you know, I, when I read the scripture, I, I relate it to myself how times are for me right now so that it's, it's more practical to me not just I'm reading the story of the Bible and I noticed that when David wanted to build God a temple that no one had ever built God he sought the face of the prophet and the prophet said go do it and God came and said no don't tell him to do it for, don't tell him to build a temple that his hands will cover with blood that his son will do it. And sometimes I look at ourselves that it's easy for us to just embark on a project for God, that it's a good thing to do for God. And we take our resources and believe and we go. And it's not working because God hasn't sanctioned it. Yes, it's a good idea. Yes, it's a good thing. And many times we find ourselves in that. And you wonder, and someone will say it is the enemy. But that's the truth. That Satan doesn't want us to, you know, to do things for God. No. God hasn't sanctioned it. Even though it's a good thing because God told David that it's a good thing that in short, no one has ever thought of building me a house. That you thought about it 
God was happy. But yet, not you, David, but your son. Divine intimacy. This, so that we, so he eliminated the disconnect. He was always in connection with God. Amen. Because in the book of Luke, chapter 7, verse 28, it says, and from looking, reading from the new NLT, Luke 7, 28 says, I tell you that all who have ever lived, none is, he says, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. He's talking of John the Baptist, Jesus Christ. He says, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. You and I are greater than John the Baptist. Amen. Because God, Jesus Christ was addressing that of all the prophets born in the Old Testament, Elijah, all the miracles, Elijah, Elisha, all the miracles that he did. He said, Look, none of them were greater than John. But yet, what? We are greater than him. Amen. And because we are joined, yes. And when I look at Jesus Christ, today we read um, um, the open heavens about uh, miracles by Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you read the account in John chapter 11, and we read John chapter 10, but if you read, if you further read into John, yeah, if you read John chapter 11, from verse 3 to 7 on your own time, it's amazing that Lazarus was Jesus' friend. How many of us have, how many of us with such power to heal, to raise the dead. Our friend, your friend, is sick. And they come to you and they say, Oh, your friend, Andrew, your friend is sick. Come and heal the person. And they've seen you perform severally. And Andrew decides to say, uh, I'm not going yet. And decides to sit down for two days. And yet Andrew, and said the friend is in Blackrock. And Andrew, after two days, Andrew said, You know what, guys? See, Irene, let's go to, uh, to Sword. <laughs> and he sat down. So many people will be disappointed. But it took divine intimacy that even Jesus Christ said that this is not unto death, but it's to the glory of God. Because he had not seen the Father at that time healing or raising uh, Lazarus. So he stayed and did whatever the Father wanted to do because it wasn't about him. Jesus was paying because when Jesus Christ, if you read the account, got towards the grave, the Bible says the only time Jesus what? wept because he was human. But though being human, his own was to do the will of the Father, divine intimacy, so that he is not disappointed. I mean, I've been to different training courses where they say, keep praying for the sick, keep laying your hands, keep doing so many things, just keep doing, just having faith, just having faith. But my trust in God is at, what, at each action we take, we would see <coughs> results. It will not be uh, just keep doing, just keep doing. Mm-hmm. And that is where I want to get to. And that is my cry to God. I'm not there yet, that's the truth. Amen. If somebody is there, I would love them to tell me and physically tell me the secrets. But I'm just telling you, this is what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, that this is where we ought to be. And this is a quest that we must. And I know last year we received some books. I hope everybody read it about Reese Owls. And when I read the book, the book really inspired me so much. Because it was a man that he, he eliminated the disconnection between man and God. That even when God spoke, 
and told him to do certain things that does not even make sense. He obeyed because he heard. And at the end of the day, he saw what? The result. And that is where God wants you and I to be. Amen. And no time is far spent. There's so many accounts I can give you. Jose, uh, the man, the prophet that God told him to marry a harlot. It doesn't make sense. He simply obeyed. You can look at Ezekiel uh, in the book of chapter 24 in our own time, verse 15 to 17. Ezekiel, uh, when God gave him specific instruction that even when his wife was going to die, he shouldn't even cry. Uh, you know, he shouldn't mourn her. And, you know, God spoke several different things to all these guys. But yet, the disconnect within us, if we read, as I begin to bring the message to a close, in the book of First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 11. The Bible says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit, as the Holy Spirit, searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one, no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except what? Who? God's Spirit. So church... I said, Randolph, I ran up with 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 5 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 5 to 7. The word of God reads, it says, But as one was cutting down the tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God asked, said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. Therefore, he said, pick it up yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Amen. Amen. So God is asking us to go back to wherever we've fallen. You know, when we gave our life to Christ, you know, we all, many a time we are so vibrant, we are so passionate. Uh, we carry on with life. Somehow we get passive. But what God is telling us now is that some, some of you, like one of you or two, one or two of you may identify where the accent has fallen. Accent has fallen simply means that the way where you've missed it, where you've gone the wrong direction, trace your setback and come back to the Father because God wants to eliminate the disconnect between us so that we don't keep trying by our strength. Amen. Because it's enough. It's enough. I don't think that enough is enough where we just keep trying. Because if you try and you fail, what happens? You need to encourage yourself somehow in the Lord. Amen. Pick yourself up and go back to God. Just ache. You don't have to go through that. There are certain failures that men go through that they don't have to experience. All because there was a disconnect. So God wants to reconnect us. And I encourage us to bow our heads and just take ourselves to God briefly and just ask God to, to give you the grace somehow uh, that wherever that disconnection is with him, he should reveal it to you and I in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.